When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by uh, DraftKings, America's <laughs> top-rated sportsbook. Download the app, use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. See, your mind goes just numb when the Cubs finally win a game. 7-2, mm-hmm. to two, huh? How about that? We I, saw a win. Uh Right before we sat down, I said to Stuck, this is the first winning post game in like two weeks because the only two games the Cubs could win on that road trip were on Fridays when we were off. It's just nice to win one. Kevin Malone, Cody Delmendo. I mean, look at us. Fulmer closed it out. Lots of stars. Talkman. We had Mervis. We had mm-hmm. Seo. We had Morell. Smiley again with a nice performance. But what everybody's really wondering is, finally a chug. There it is, Carlos. <laughs> chug the beer. Estrada was great, too. You're right. Hello, Rhonda. I thought Merriweather was okay, given the situation he was in. Hitting 100? Uh, yeah, it dotted yeah. 100. I, I, saw, I saw somebody on Twitter say, a brilliant from Estrada. I don't know if I'd go that far, but he got out of some trouble. Yeah. I mean, the run still crossed. I'd say brilliant if nothing crossed, but he came in <laughs> with the bases loaded, nobody out, and he only allowed one run to cross that's solid. Right. Obviously, really the, solid. the Vogelbach fly ball scared the living piss out of me, almost. Um, but other than that, you know, considering the situation he came into, and the thing is, is that what makes that situation not so hard is that you're up 6-1 to one at the time whenever he came right. in. And that's why scoring runs is important. Scoring runs when you have runners in scoring position is important. When you're in these one, two-run games, whatever, those types of things can come back to haunt you. And the Cubs weren't in that situation tonight because they scored runs. So, um, but all that said, though, Estrada, I thought he did, you know, given the circumstance, he did all he could to limit the damage. And I think, I hope, that moves him even further into David Ross's circle of trust because the guy's got a 40% strikeout rate right now. Um and you know, in his limited chances, he's not only he's only impressed me. So yeah, and we talked about it in the, in the pregame show for those that were here in the live chat on YouTube. Um, you know, that's just something we would like to see is him get more opportunities. It's about young guys like him getting the opportunity to not only fail, mm-hmm. but also then have success after they figure it out. So that's that's part of the process of about being a major leaguer. For instance, Cody took like two and a half minutes to do his first beer chug when we started this early <laughs> in the season, and now he's been down to like 15 seconds on a pretty regular basis. Yeah. The, the pores are better. He used to have like half a bat of foam. Oh, this pour sucks, though. Yeah, this well, what you might want to wait you, that out a little bit. Wait that what, one out. Joey, can we show them? This is this is what happens when you don't get to do any beer bats for two No weeks. practice. No practice. No practice. So, uh, you know, yeah, we'll let this one he sit. Chug, he chugged one at home. I did chug one on Friday. I legit went to a liquor store to get some Goose Island so I could do the chug. And the Friday before that, I was lucky I had some in my fridge. Uh, 
Anyway. Frank says after that road trip, you should probably do two chugs. <laughs> Just for vibes and for pain. Well, yes. we'll be a double. He will chug the Goose Island. Uh, what's it called again? Pocket Pilsner. Full pocket Pilsner. And, and I'll, I'll sip my hot peach tea. <laughs> you know what? Remember on my birthday when you tweeted something along the lines of um, me doing a beer bat or whatever? And yes. then the Cubs blew a 6-1 yes. lead. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I think I, I do remember it. I, I was surprised nobody called me out for jinxing it. Yeah. Because I did say, oh, looks like we're going to do a beer chug. <laughs> Next thing and, we know, it, Cody's just like. Stucky, what was, the, what was the line on the birthday? On my birthday, bro? <laughs> bro, birthday, bro, bro? Not on my birthday, on my bro. Not on my, not my birthday, birthday, bro. bro. But, Don't do it on my birthday, bro. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the... I just remember you tweeting that, and I replied. I either replied or quote tweeted, and was like, "I'll do, I'll do two beer bats on my birthday if they win this game." <laughs> right, um, and then they didn't, Think, so. thinking they were going to. <laughs> yeah, it looked pretty good. And you know what? For a little bit there in those middle innings, I got a little scared, especially after they got that second run in, um, and you just didn't know how you felt, how the bullpen, how you, you didn't know how they yeah. were going to perform tonight. Uh, I thought Merriweather, he struck out two guys, dotted a hundred. Uh, miles per hour on the fastball, um, but he allowed a couple hits, uh, and that allowed McNeil to come up. And McNeil is one of the best hitters in, in baseball as far as bat to ball skills, and um, you know, just putting the ball in play and, and just making things happen. Uh, and Lighter comes in and strikes him out in a big moment, and that's kind of like this game is a good example of like the thinking in, of David Ross and his head, because obviously they don't have that bona fide closer. But they'll like, they like to use a lot of their high-leverage guys in certain spots where you feel like this could decide the game. Right. And that was a big moment. It was 6-2. to two. They had just scored the inning before. The Cubs failed to get a runner in scoring position the, the, the inning before that. Um, they failed to get one in. And you were kind of like, ah, it's four runs, but like with this bullpen, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> and... Leiter comes in. He's obviously a lot better against lefties than he is righties, as we've talked at ends about on this podcast. And he gets McNeil a strikeout, something that's not easy to do because yeah. he's strike, his strikeout rate is as low as Nico Horner's. So, um, yeah, that was probably the, the moment I felt like, okay, after they got him, I was like, all right, feel good about the rest of the game. We ain't going to blow it today. David, but, David says, yeah. Estrada, baby. Estrada, baby. Strata. And Barr points out that she was actually worried that Fulmer was going to blow it. <laughs> and I won't lie that when we were sitting over you. on the couch watching it, I did say to Cody, if, if something goes wrong here, would this be worse than your birthday? <laughs> you were like, yeah, this, yeah, be this would have been worse this than my been birthday. Worse than my they birthday. would have blown a 7-2 lead in the ninth inning with Michael Fulmer in low leverage. Yeah. It would have been worse, bro. It would have been, it would have been worse, bro. <laughs> James Ward says Estrada's our new givens. Birdie is going to be our Robertson Chapman. Okay, I do like. We'll somebody see. else said they like the way that uh, Merriweather is trending. Yeah, and I I would agree. He's on a, the upward path. It wasn't perfect tonight, but man, he's he's still got the two strikeouts, which is what that's what this bullpen. They don't have a needs. ton of strikeouts, yeah, guys. And he's need, one of them. They need more swing and miss out of the bullpen. So. To see the two strikeouts is huge. Gave up a few hits, but again, uh, I'll take what I can get. 
Uh, before I chug this, Foreign Empire with a super chat, $5.2022. I love this lineup today, but we are still missing a piece. Need Morel at third, belly and center in a DH like maybe Otani. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah, baby. We're back to dreaming again. Yeah, yeah. It took one game and we're back to dreaming. I love to see it. I love to see it. Um, Fernando says, chug, chug, chug. My guy Cody looks dehydrated. God, it's been a while. It's been a while since we've got to celebrate. All right. All right. Let's, let's, I got the stopwatch ready. All right. I'll sip the hot peach tea <laughs> for my failing voice. This, uh, this beer back chug is for uh, everyone sticking in here. We got 104 people watching right now. This is for everyone who's, who's hanging around, who hasn't given up on the season yet. Anyone who is just riding out the ups and downs of the season. Christopher Morrell, nine homers in 12 games. Matt Mervis, best, career, best game of his career tonight. Uh, Say Suzuki, I never gave up on him. Uh, and for vibes. Cody's dedicating wait, wait, wait. this like a high school senior. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nice to win one, guys. Speech. It's just nice and to I'd win like to one. Thank All right, Mrs. Ready? Smith. <laughs> ready, Cody? Yep, on my, on my uh, go here, three, two, one, go. There it is. Here we go. First Cody time it hit the is, lips. You know, for our I, podcast audio listeners, I'm not sure how this exactly he's halfway down. transfers to the podcast audio, but Cody is chugging a beer out of a plastic bat. Oh, he's, he's right there. Cobbs and boom. 15-12. Somebody almost guessed that in the chat. Wow. Go back. 15-3 <laughs> from Foreign Empire. That's who it was. 15-3. Wow. Wow. 15-12 was my call on that. Yeah. I, I like this, to say my clock is not the official timer. It just is uh, it right yeah. here. 15-12. 15-12. Stucky, you got Foreign a better, Empire, you have a better nice view of when he's done. Well, I, I, I can see when he's done, and I can see that first sip hit his lip. <laughs> 15-3, pretty good guess. Anyway. If you were playing al along with the attendance guess on the radio broadcast, you probably were pretty close on that, too. <laughs> How was it? How did it feel? Out of practice? It didn't look good. like it. It, 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 was, it felt like, you know, when you get home after a long trip and you just lay in bed for the first time. <laughs> just chat. Chat nice is rejuvenated. Just nice to be in my own bed. Chat is rejuvenated, bed. not from a Cubs win, but from another chug. I think we need to mic up the beer chug. Says Garrett. Ben, ben says, "What, what a, a chug. chug! Well done, Cody." <laughs> you know what? That's a great idea. That next time I could take my microphone and get it right under Cody, <laughs> right under Cody's chin, so you hear every. <laughs> I'm sure the people on Apple and Spotify. Yeah, I'm sure the podcast listeners yeah. adore it that. It was only 15 seconds. They deal with it. Thanks to everybody that uh, listens to the podcast on oh, yeah. Spotify and Apple. Make sure you give us a nice review. We'd appreciate that. Five stars, thumbs up. And if you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube page for CHGO Sports, please do so. Best way to enjoy it. You get to hang out with everybody in the chat. Hang out with us. See it live. It's the fun experience. You get to see the chugs. And occasionally, we'll read some of your comments, crazy or not, because you know what? We're crazy sometimes, too. Yeah. No. Um, Barb wants a keg stand. Like we said on pregame, a bunch of the diehards are meeting up at Wrigley this weekend for Memorial Day. Love to go, see that. You love like, to see that. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go say hi to them at some point. I don't know when, but I will. Um, so, yeah. The diehards who are in the chat uh, every day, we appreciate you all. Um, tell your friends. That said, hit the like on YouTube, please. Um, so tonight, the Cubs' offense was was good, but I really think at the same time the Mets' defense was awful. 
And like Tommy Pham dropping that ball. That was nice. And whatever inning that was, I want to say it was the third or the fourth. I mean, that led to the Cubs getting even more than the four runs that they got off the two homers off from, say, say Suzuki and uh, Matt Mervis. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, it was a factor in the game. Right. And I feel like during this tough stretch the Cubs have been in, they've had some, some instances where, this, where they've been gifted these kinds of things, and they just haven't cashed in. Right. Tonight they cashed in. Uh in that month of April, when they started off really well, the one, like, one of the things I noticed the most was they took advantage of opportunities um, when teams fumbled opportunities away or um, you know, gave the Cubs a reason to score runs, right? Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping that tonight is kind of a building block. You know, it's just one game. There's still five games under. I get it. I'm not jumping and thinking that we're back on track to win 90 games. I'm just saying that this is a nice way to start a homestand. It's better than losing to start the homestand, that's for sure. And we said in pregame, Luke, what they got to do, they got to start the homestand right and able to to right the ship. Had to, and now it needs to continue tomorrow too. Exactly. You got a great start out of Drew Smiley or a good start, five innings. He came into the sixth. Gave up two hits, walked a guy, leaves with the bases jacked. We talked about Estrada getting out of the inning with limited damage. Um, he continues to just be solid. He's had starts where he's looked really good. He's had starts like tonight where you're just like, yeah, this is this is what the Cubs paid for, a solid number three, number four starter. He's been that all season outside of that start against the Reds. Yeah, Evil Wax saying, hey, Mets and Padres have the highest payrolls, and Almost the same record as the Cubs. The, the Padres entered with the same record as the Cubs, I believe. Mets were a couple games over 500, but they just won five straight. Mm-hmm. So, so while everybody's like, hey, the Mets stink, and you got to beat the Mets, yada, yada, yada. It is a team that's been hot. It is a team that's won five in a row. It is a team that was over 500. Yeah. So, listen, you, you got you to gotta win this series, and then you got to sweep the Reds. Yeah. And a double sweep wouldn't hurt, make feel a lot better heading into the holiday weekend. But at the very least, just winning both series, I'll take that. It, it's better than than losing series. You know what I mean? Because it's still a long season. Got a lot. Of, you got a lot. It's not like they're fifteen under or anything. But yeah, you're you are correct. They need to they need to win these series. Ideally, sweep the Reds. But hey, the Reds have been competitive uh, in a way to this point. Yeah. I mean, they they beat the Cardinals in extra innings last night. Um, you know, they've played well against certain teams, uh, and they've been a scrappy team like I thought they would. But, again, uh, tonight was just – you saw a little bit of everything in the lineup. It wasn't just the top of the lineup that got things going for the Cubs. It was the middle of the lineup. Say Suzuki. Two, uh, or was it? Morel. Was, say Suzuki's was a two-run shot, right? Yeah. Mervis was batting no. ninth, but it was Morel. You had two home runs out of the middle. You had yeah. Saya and Morel. Yeah. Uh Say it was a solo shot. Say it was a solo say, shot. Solo and shot, yeah. and then Mervis was a two run. Who yeah. didn't gasp when he stepped on home plate and almost wiped out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Becky agrees with me. Thank you. Um, and then they manufactured a run in that in that inning as well. Yeah, Talkman scored on the uh, Mervis. Was it the Yon Gomes? Oh, you're right. On the, yeah, the Yon earlier. Gomes you, ground Gomes ball. Gomes singled in. Like the uh, chopper. Yeah. <laughs> he singled in Morel. Yeah. So you want to talk Morel? Or do you want to talk Mervis batting ninth? I like the Morel thing. I, first of all, Morel. <laughs> He's unreal. 
It's unreal, bro. Because I just, I, I ride the roller coaster. Last time we were here, I was like, I don't know. I mean, you got you to gotta get him playing time, but where are you going to play him? And now he's so hot at the plate that it's like, who cares where you play him? Again, he was DH tonight, and I still like that idea because I don't think currently he's even average at most of the positions. He might be average at the positions that are clearly taken for multiple years moving forward. Yeah, I mean... So that's why I say DH third base right now. But when you hit nine home runs in 12 games, I don't care where they play you. Listen, and we said this in pregame. When Bellinger returns, the Cubs are going to be forced to have to see this guy play at third base or they're going to DH him. That, that's, that's just what's going ha- to yeah. have to happen. So they're avoiding playing him at third right now. And, I mean, listen, Wisdom was awful tonight. Four at-bats, four strikeouts. But had, had the great April, and, and you're saying, hey, Morel mm-hmm. might be okay if he played just one. Well, that's something I've talked about. That's, yeah. I, I know everybody wants Morel because of his athletic ability to be the next Ben Zobris Swiss Army knife. Yeah. But I don't think he's the defensive player, despite the athletic ability right now at 23. Mm-hmm. He's not defensively what Ben's, Ben Zobrist was average to above average at all those positions. Morale's just athletic. That's why I'd like to see them focus on one of those positions. Right. And again, and, and then if he has to fill in one day for Nico or one day for Dansby, cool. Yeah. But I don't need him in center and the left and then DH and then mm-hmm. maybe third and then maybe second. Like, he's a young player. I, I just don't want too much stuff in his head. Now, I think that, again, when Bellinger returns, they're going to be forced to have to play him at third sum. But right now, okay, you start him at third, or at, you put him in DH today. Talkman, in the two days that he's played center, has been yeah. pretty solid. Talkman's been pretty good in his two in his two games starting for the Cubs, and I'm 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 intrigued to see what happens when Bellinger returns because we've talked a lot about needing that fourth outfielder. Yes, and. Listen, I know Nelson Velasquez hits homers and all this, uh, but I know his outfield defense isn't great, e- great as well. So, I, honestly, I think Talkman might be staying. If he continues to play the way that he's playing, it's nothing spec- like insanely spectacular. He had a double tonight, great. But he's given the Cubs great at-bats. Also, he's a left-handed hitter, and the Cubs don't have a lot of those. And a mid-suburban league star. All great <laughs> starts there. <laughs> but I think they – I think they finally found the guy who could just be their fourth outfielder off the bench when they want to give a guy a, a day off or if there's an injury or whatever, which is nice. That's good to hear. But at the same time, going back to Morrell, because of Talkman kind of playing well in the role that he is in, they don't. there's no need for him to play the outfield. You know what I mean? They right. can play Talkman. It's not like Talkman only plays center. He has ex- major league experience playing in left, center, and right. Which is he, nice. So, to me, when Bellinger does return, if you have Talkman being able to be that fourth outfielder, then you're being able to play Morrell in the infield is is basically the, on, the only thing left that they, that they should be looking for him to play. Especially if the Cubs are winning games, if this homestand is a start of you know getting back to five hundred and, and just continue to be in this race, they sh- they obviously they should be caring about winning games. And to me, playing Morel at third eventually makes the most sense. Or DH, 
I, I would like to see him play some third because as much as I have supported Patrick Wisdom, as much as I've I've supported Miles Masterboni, obviously Christopher Morrell <laughs> You look at the type of hitter he is. Yeah. He, if he can learn to play an average third base, you 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 got yourself your third baseman that we've all been been talking about how we need. Remember the offseason? We talked about trading for for Devers. We're talking about signing Matt Chapman this offseason. If we don't get Otani, like maybe the Cubs have their own third baseman. I I don't know. I'm just saying that they should find out. And so again, when Bellinger returns, it makes the most sense then that they should actually give him at bats or give him days where he's playing some third base and maybe DHing wisdom uh, a few days or, you know, just going back and forth with it because, yeah, wisdom struck out four times a night and it wasn't great and it was, you know, it, was, it just point blank was not great at all. But didn't make any errors defensively. He's looked solid at third all season. He had the hot April. I know he's been bad in May. It's like there's no sugarcoating. It hasn't been great in May at all. But – um, you know he's going to get at-bats. He should get at-bats because he has 12 home runs on the season, and you, you hope that he's going to turn it around. So I'm intrigued to see how they manage Morrell's time at third once Bellinger returns because, to me, they, they need to figure that. This is the year to figure out if he can play third base on a consistent <laughs> basis. Collada, bye-bye, Ross. Even after a win, the godfather's <laughs> got to attack the manager. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like Kalata. He's a godfather, though. Craig uh, Brindle made a uh, really good point. As, at first, he agreed with me, which is always smart. Always smart. And, and then afterwards, he said, that's right. Ian Happ finally found a home in left field when they left him there, and his bat took off. And he got better defensively to the point where he finally won a gold glove. That's, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you need to simplify certain things. I don't know if that's the case for Morrell. I'm just starting to lean more toward that. Now, clearly, it's not affecting his bat too much. The guy's got nine homers in 12 games, and we're comparing him to Mike Schmidt right? for the hot streak that he has started a season on. Who were the players that Ryan tweeted out in Cubs history have had nine homers in 12 games? Sammy Aramis, Hack uh, Wilson. Hack Wilson, Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks three times. Um, and Lee something. I sent it in oh, Lee Walls. Lee Walls. Thank you, Joey. The fact that how many times did it say Sam, Sammy did it? What? 36. <laughs> 36. <laughs> uh, Steroids were a beautiful thing, Stuck. Listen, I don't, I don't care if the guy was hooked up to a, a, a car battery at that point. Like, bring him back. I mean, seriously. Yeah. If he was running with two car batteries on his side, and that's what was helping him hit him out. If he did that 36 <laughs> times, that's just insane. James Ward says, Cody showing them meaty thighs again. Got to think it's no, got to the be the reason short. for Those the are the w. victory shorts. <laughs> That's what they're becoming, the victory shorts. Cody went no pants. I went no socks. It was all about turning it around. I said, I went with the <laughs> new CHGO Bricks and Ivy shirt. <laughs> and sure enough, there it was. Brindle says, yeah, Schmidt, Walker, Gonzalez, Morrell. Now, Nine homers in the first 12 here, games. Here's a question for you that everyone's Mike been talking Schmidt. about on Cubs Twitter. Since Morrell got back hmm. um, stuck, and I'll ask you, do you? And I know Ryan tweeted the quote from Jed, basically doubling down on the 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 move to send Morrell to Iowa to start the year. Do you think that that them sending Morrell to Iowa was 
now just a like a dumb a, idea. A blunder? A blunder, Well, yeah. here's what I would say. You can't... We'll never know. Yeah. We'll never know because what if the guy that you're seeing now hitting nine home runs in 12 games is because of getting that time at Iowa. Now you can say, well, he was hitting him at Iowa too, which is true, but it's Iowa. Mm. We saw Mervis hit a boatload of home runs too and then come up and struggle. Comparing AAA to the major leagues is not the same thing. And I know he did it last year. And there's there's just no way... You'll, you're never going to know. Yeah. So just, this is my advice on it. I, I don't want to tell you how to cub, but <laughs> if, if I'm looking at it, just enjoy what it is. He sure. wasn't here. If you want to believe it was a mistake, I'm with you on that. If you want to say it wasn't a mistake, I'm with you on that. The point is, he's hit nine home runs in 12 games. I don't care what he was doing before. It's what he's doing now. That's fair. Because he might not do it next month. I so th- just enjoy the ride and don't be angry about it. I think that the criticism of it is a little fair in the fact that the Cubs clearly could have called this guy up a lot earlier, and maybe they don't go on this bad stretch. Maybe. You know what I mean? They could have used him in Miami when they got swept. They could have used him in Washington when they lost three or four. You know, they came home and went three on three on a, on, on the homestand, but and that's when he returned. But, you know, like, they, they could have used him on that road trip where they have – alarmingly struggled all season on the road. So that's my only thing is I I don't fault them for sending him to Iowa. I fault them for not calling him up earlier and going with guys like Eric Hosmer and Nick Madrigal considering, considering how he has struggled and, you know, a few other dudes. I mean, I, I that's, that's my one – that's my only real criticism of it is – they perhaps they could have avoided this this bad of a stretch. Am I saying that Christopher Morrell would have saved them from going on on from losing all these games? No, but they definitely could have used the offense, and maybe maybe they would have won a few of these close games that they lost. You know what I mean? So Craig saying Morrell at DH would have been more valuable than Hosmer. Um, the Hosmer thing is over. Thank God. Uh, here's here's the deal with the Hosmer thing. It was insurance. And the biggest thing it was insurance for, first of all, it was cheap insurance. Yeah. It, it cost you almost two months. Mm-hmm. But it was insurance in case Mervis started at Iowa and was terrible. Because then who was your option at first base? Just Mancini? Wisdom? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't... They went with the insurance as long as they could once they believed that Mervis was ready. They called him up. And as long as he showed something and Hosmer still wasn't hitting, Morrell came up, Bellinger got hurt. Yeah. It's the Joe Madden thing. Baseball has a way of working itself out. A lot of Cubs fans would have liked to have seen it probably happen faster. But I saw someone in the chat earlier today saying, uh, no need for Mancini to be the DH. Well, you still need Mancini on this roster because oh, you yeah. need backups Oh yeah. at first. Well, Going back to Morrell playing third, well, it's like, well, if he plays, if if when Bellinger comes back and you put Morrell at third for a few games, then you're going to be forced to have to play Wisdom at DH, uh, and that's going to take at bats away from Mancini because you know Mervis is going to play first base. So 
I think David Ross is going to have to play the matchup game when it comes to DH between Wisdom and Mancini. And honestly, if and Wisdom... Maybe yeah, and maybe Morell as well. Like, if those three guys are, you know, going back and forth playing DH a couple times a week the rest of the season from this point forward, I think we'll probably feel pretty good about who's the DH for the Cubs the rest of the season. Um, obviously, Wisdom plays a solid third, and obviously Mervis has shown to play a very solid first base. He had his best career offensive game tonight, which was a very pleasant surprise not necessarily surprised, but just pleasant to see because, you know, he's been struggling. A lot of people question if maybe they called him up too early, all these things. And I'm just happy not only did he hit the home run, but he had another hit, a couple RBIs, three RBIs. And even the one out that the Mets got him, he freaking mashed a 97-mile-an-hour uh, liner right back up the middle, unfortunately, into a glove. So it was an all-around great night for him. So you're, you're – you're, you're, you, when you look at Mancini and you look at wisdom and all that, as far as power, you, you're, you feel pretty good with, with those three dudes uh, when you add Morell in that too. So it'll be interesting to see whenever Bellinger gets yeah. back. And, uh, well, he's not, yeah. first of all, Morell's not going anywhere, but like no. Craig and Becky are saying in the chat, just be happy. Morell is here now and he's doing what he's doing. Maybe the time in Iowa is the part of the reason he's doing it. Maybe it was the motivation of being in Iowa is part of the reason he's doing it, or maybe he was always destined to do it. Just be glad he's doing it. He's here. Uh, yeah. Speaking of being here, so is the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, and it's <laughs> equally fantastic. Yeah, I mean, those lights at Wrigley Field tonight, lighting the W Ooh. after the win, it's all thanks to ComEd. <laughs> Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. I just assume that it is. The ComEd <laughs> Energy Efficiency Program is committed it's helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future, Luke. That's right. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Ooh, interesting, Luke. How, how does it work? <clears throat> well, an authorized engineer works with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. They can be done in person or virtually last about two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on right away. And each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, come on, man. Don't wait on this. Get started saving money and energy today for energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Did you say comed.com slash poweringbiz, Luke? That's it, Cody. Schedule it today. Oh, well, um, you know, I mentioned the lights at beautiful historic Wrigley mm -hmm. Field, lighting the W. You could have been there tonight if you were on game time. I've seen a lot of people... Uh, on Cubs Twitter, uh, in general, trying to sell their tickets, the season ticket holders trying to sell their tickets. Um, you know, they might use game time to sell their tickets as well, not uh, just be outside of trying to sell them on Twitter. Uh, and uh, game time is a wonderful, wonderful app. Right, buying your your favorite, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets. For all sports, music, comedy, and theater new year near you, 
With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Uh, Game Time recently sent me to beautiful historic Wrigley Field, Luke. Um, yeah. And it was the one win I got on the season. I'm 1-6 at Wrigley Field. With Game Time, but you're 1-1. when Game Time sends me to, uh, yeah, to <laughs> beautiful historic Wrigley Field. Something about game time that just makes everything go the way that I want it to go. All right, so game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section or row. For less, game time will credit you. 110% of the difference It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. That's so annoying. I really do, really do hate that. So uh, snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code CHGO for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed that said my girlfriend's parents they got cubs tickets for christmas uh-huh um they're going to the game over memorial day weekend this weekend and listen my uh, my my girlfriend's brother bought them for them mm-hmm. and all, all i'm saying is is like it was a nice gesture is is a great christmas present but he probably could have got the tickets cheaper if he just waited until like now <laughs> and used game time <laughs> And bought them for his fa- for his it, parents then. But it was the thought that counts. It is the thought that counts. So, Well, he could still use game time and maybe give them an anniversary gift. You know, something, a little something. Yeah. Maybe a 4th of July gift. Uh, we got a super chat here. You want to read uh, Foreign Empire? Yeah. Could there be a chance we dish Madrigal and Barnhart? I hope Barnhart at least because I want a Maya. Um, is he but- saying ditch? Ditch. Or like trade. Dish, trade. Yeah. Dish or trade or just DFA. Listen, Barnhart's on a two-year deal. Yeah. There's no way they're going to just completely kick him to the curb. Um, I think Amaya will be back here before the end of the year. Um, but there's no way. that I if, if they were to DFA Barnhart, I would be shocked. Now, Magical is a guy they could option or trade. I, I've been... I wouldn't say I've been loud about it, but he is someone that I've said that I think would benefit if the Cubs moved him because I just think that he would play better if he just played second base and got regular playing time on a team that needs someone to do that. And the Cubs don't have they, – they don't, they don't really have a need for Nick Madrigal on this right. roster anymore. I think Miles Mastroboni fills in better for him and even Christopher Morrell. Because we've seen him be able to play short and second base last year and second base this year, and we're going to see if he can play some third. And he 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 feel, fills in at third more so than the Madrigal as, as far as the type of player he is. So I just think moving Madrigal is the best best move for the Cubs in general. Depends what you're getting back, and for Madrigal as right? well. Yeah. I don't even think it matters on what you get back. I mean, some people believe that for sure. I, I'd like to get something fair. Like I don't you know. want to get something, but like still a young player. Yeah, 
I, you know, I don't, I don't have hope that he's going to be an all-star, but I just think, I don't know, you hold, hold on to the asset at least for something back. If they could get something like what they got for Zach McKinstry, which was a an arm that's in double A for the Cubs right now. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's then, not going to be a, high, I, it's I not would a take, high bar. I would take that for Nick Madrigal, considering there just is no spot for him. Last year was his chance, honestly, to be able to prove something, and injuries derailed him, and then the Cubs signed Swanson. They clearly signed Swanson because they didn't believe that Madrigal was part of their future, yet he's still here. I, that's that's kind of how I feel. Now, he's, he's a good bench piece. I guess it's good to have him for depth, but he shouldn't be starting at third base regularly. You want to play him at second? Fine. I, but I, I've seen Master Boney play some second base and look better than Madrigal. And Morell's played really good second base, too. So, I mean, I don't know. I think the Cubs are set as far as these infield positions, man. We've got 158, almost 160 people watching live uh, on YouTube. Only 50 have hit the like button. That leaves Please hit the like my button. Valpo math tells me over 100. Mm. that still could go hit that like button for us, and we would greatly appreciate it. Did you see the 15-second chug from my partner? That's all I'm saying. That deserves seconds. a like. Uh, I wanted to see the – somebody sent a tweet to me today asking a question. It was Ronnie Battle on Twitter. So if the Cubs are five games under 500, are Smiley and Bellinger definitely trade candidates? If they're at 500 – I think they'll add some bullpen pieces, but not trading away any top prospects. What do you think about Drew Smiley? Like, well, a- forget the win, forget the, forget the win loss thing tonight, right? Like, he's mm-hmm. been great. That's nine straight starts with two wins or less. Yep. You're so- one. You're two, and I would consider Smiley your three. You're one because Tyone has struggled. You're one. Your two and three have all been really solid. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I understand what the question is asking. If the Cubs are the team that we've seen the last three and a half weeks, Drew Smiley probably gets you something back pretty damn good at the trade deadline. Yeah. Now, I'm not excited to do it because I I think he's a great pitcher and I'd like to have him hang around, but How much of the future is Drew Smiley? This season, he's a big part of the team. Mm-hmm. He's been more than I ever expected him to be. We wanted him to re-sign Drew Smiley. Team-friendly deal. Came back. Thumbs up. Good move on Jed on that one. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking at his contract. He's on a two-year, $19 million deal. Um, so, and he's going to make about $9.5 million this year. Um, I believe that's how the math goes. Um, anyway, don't let the facts get in the way. Of but a good consider story. this: but they traded Andrew Chafin, yeah, the sheriff, and they got Daniel Palencia, a guy who now is Rule Five eligible at the end of the season. But right now he's pumping a hundred, has a slider, has a curveball, and gonna, just got promoted to AAA. And I would assume you're going to see at the major league level sooner rather than later. Yeah, but you I know, think, maybe not right away, but you're going to see him this year. The thing is, is like when it comes to these these arms that are in the minor leagues for the Cubs. Like I know they use Palencia as like a starter, but I think <clears> this year if he gets a call up, it's going. Oh, to he's be, been converted now. Yeah, yeah, they're going to use him more as a bullpen arm, and he's been great as a bullpen guy. That's yeah. he went to 
instructional league, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he was no longer a starter where he was struggling this year. Right. Converted to the reliever, and that seems like the future. Right. Cool. So when it comes to Smiley, it's like, all right, well, as Theo Epstein always said, development isn't always linear. Maybe Ben Brown is going to, you know, only go up. Who knows? I mean, you Jordan don't. Wicks, I still have high belief in. I know our good friend Greg Huss is is high on him. I've talked to him plenty about Jordan Wicks. Uh, you know, they obviously Cade Horton, not next year, but the year after, will have a place in this rotation. There, there's, there's all kinds of other dudes. The thing is, is that I just don't think it's, it, I don't think it's smart to just bank. Just, just bank on one of any of those guys and just insert into the rotation and and pretend like that everything's going to go well. I mean, we've seen it with Hayden Wisniewski this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Drew Smiley is a proven veteran starting pitcher who has helped the Cubs win games this year. So my answer is if they're at 500 – to me, they should keep Drew Smiley. One, because he's on a two-year deal, so you could trade him next year if you wanted to. You know what I mean? Listen, I don't disagree. I, I, I'm an advocate at this point of I hope that the gutting part of the rebuild is over. Now, if you can get something for a guy that you know isn't going to re-sign, if, you, if there's no shot Bellinger's coming back, yeah. then I understand it. But if you have Smiley for next year... I don't love the practice of removing good players from my roster when they could be back next year. Right. Especially a lefty. Now, say the Cubs are under 500, but they keep Bellinger anyway. Is that a sign that they're going to keep him? Or do you think that's bad practice? I mean, we all, at at the deadline. under 500? Like, not. Like, if they're still in the division remotely? Depends on how good the offer is. Yeah. I I only ask because I agree with what you said. They shouldn't, like, it, we're at a point in the rebuild or whatever the re, whatever yeah. you want to call this where trading Cody Belger, yeah, you might get some really nice prospects back, but what does that mean for next year? Okay, PCA going to be here next year? Sure, we, we hope so. He's, well, if, he if, looks like he's on track yeah. to be there, but you, you really don't know. No, so you're going to start – the season next year without a guaranteed center fielder? Right. You're just going to hand it to and, TCA? And maybe? next year is the year where the Cubs should be trying to be not just in the playoff picture, but actually being a really competitive team. If development works out and some of the, and you know, if they continue or find a way to, you know, be playing meaningful games in September. That's how, you know, the the build of building a championship team works. We're, you know, last year we we saw the the really bad and we saw how they finished the season. They had a really nice offseason. And here they are at 21 and 26 here at the mid to late end of May in a bad division that is winnable. I just, I don't see why you would be selling assets unless everything falls completely apart. They go on another 10-game losing streak, 11-game losing streak. Unless something like that happens, there to me there is no reason to be selling all these actual good players. Now, 
we talked about in the offseason, some of the bullpen arms. There was like there's a little bit of reason why I want Boxberger to be able to come back and maybe do something that way maybe they could move him and get something. But like that's what I mean like even even Michael Fulmer, if they if they could have been able to you know sell him at the deadline. I don't know if they'll be able to because he hasn't been very good. But like guys like that and then being able to insert some of your homegrown relievers to replace them that makes sense to me, but the veteran relievers just haven't been consistently good enough to really have high value at this point. We'll see what happens over the next month, two months, but that's it. Like that, that's how I feel about it because to me, the Cubs should not be trying to do what they're doing this year, next year. And like, if they sell guys like Bellinger and they sell uh, smiley, that's how I feel they'll be doing unless they go out and get themselves a starting center fielder, which, or at least a veteran center fielder until PCA comes. But again, you just don't really know what you're going to get out of PCA as great as he's been in the minors. I have high hopes for him. I want him to be, you know, electric and be one of the Cubs, Cubs fan favorite one day. But I just feel like banking on that is, is not smart. It's just, it's going to be an interesting Craig has said in the chat, and I know a lot of people believe this, that if Bellinger's not going to, re- you know, Smiley's different because he is under contract for next year. Bellinger, if he's not going to resign and you know it, is it bad practice not to trade him? Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would think it's bad practice to trade him if you have a shot at winning your division and going to the postseason because I think that would be valuable for the franchise in general, win or lose, get knocked out right away, it would be valuable for a lot of these young guys to get that experience, get that feel. So for me, that value would be more than whatever you'd get back for a short rental yeah. for Cody Bellinger. But it, it would be interesting. You know, we've we said Stroman, Smiley. There's a bunch of guys yeah, that'll Stroman's be interesting yeah. uh, to see where that moves along. I just can't believe, um, I shouldn't say that, I'm I'm really pleasantly surprised at what Drew Smiley is bringing to the table. Yeah, I mean, he's pitched even better than what we saw in the second half of last year, which is why we were on board to bring him back. Stroman, Smiley, Steele. When they're pitching, Cubs got a chance to win. That's just the way it is right now. Yeah, I absolutely. And might see Kyle Hendricks. In, in the coming days, so I'm at the ballpark. He's at the ballpark today. He's having won't conversations. That be, with won't Chris that be fascinating? Yeah, to see what Hendricks brings to the team. Yeah, maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's more than that. Right. And obviously, they need to get Jamison Tyone right. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of discourse about Jamison Tyone, and like I get it. It was the worst start of the year the other day, um, but they got to find a way to get him right. And so, um, but right now, it's not so bad to have to to look at and be, I guess, worried about the staff whenever you're getting these these starts from Stroh, Steele, and, and Smiley. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Got a good – you get Stroman tomorrow with a chance to win the series. Revenge game. I know how – we all know how much he hates Mets fans. Like, this is what <laughs> – sign me yeah. up for this. Yeah. Sign it's me up be good for this. Tomorrow. Yeah. We'll I, be here for the postgame show. By the way, the one thing you can count on – Every single day. You can't always count on trades and free agent moves. You can always count on Fubo TV. 
140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. Stream live TV from any device. Got it on my phone right here. It's beautiful. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Start watching right away with a seven-day free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Sign up and start watching. 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. Watch your local teams while traveling this summer. We've got just had the PGA Championship you could watch. You got the French Open. Watch the Cubs on Marquee with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Meanwhile, Goose Island is the official beer of CHGO, Chicago's beer since 1988. Cody just chugged one out of a beer bat. Beautiful thing. He used to do the 312 Weed Ale. Now he does the Full Pocket Pilsner. Mm-hmm. Loves it. Grab ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their taproom on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. I like the Goose IPA myself. Yeah, the beer hug, uh, tropical beer, beer hug. Beer hug smooth. Uh, on Friday, got a couple cans at home in the fridge. And honestly, like, don't tell the bosses, but I might take one of these cases of the, the full pocket Pilsner home with me. They're not listening. We got a super chat from Michael, I can't say his last name. Thiel. Thiel. Mm-hmm. $5. Uh, is there a correl- Maybe Teal, but probably Thiel. <laughs> is there a correlation between a banding running game and bad stretch not just nico seems everyone stopped running around the same time as losing started i think he's talking about stolen bases yeah they mentioned that nico hasn't tried to uh joe girardi mentioned he hasn't tried to steal a base since the hamstring injury Mm -hmm. which at that point when it was like i think it was six to two i was like "Eh, i don't know like yeah i don't need him to try and steal it here i i'm i'd rather hold the six to two and if they blow it they blow it but um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't know what that's about. They were gangbusters. I mean, they were They were stealing base after weren't base. Were they leading the majors and stolen bases at one yeah, point? Yeah, like the first couple weeks. Uh I that's uh you know, they you know, with all the new rules and everything, that was the one thing everyone talked about, you know, with the pitch clock and the new bigger bases and all this that we'd get more stolen bases and I feel like we've gotten that. But yeah, the Cubs have kind of taken off from that during this rough stretch. So it'll be interesting to see if that changes now, if they start playing better. There he is. Ryan. He's wearing a Hawaiian. Hawaiian Herrera. He's got it on. See, we each wore CHGO shirts. I wore the new CHGO Bricks and Ivy to try and break the bad mojo of that road trip. Ryan went to the press box in a Hawaiian shirt. You got to bring the fun, right? Whatever it takes. Whatever or, it takes. Or they actually, according to Foco, are called Aloha shirts. Aloha shirts. <laughs> Love that. I'm going to use Aloha shirts. I would imagine it's more fun to be in the clubhouse and at the ballpark when the team wins like that, as opposed to what's been going on. We were just talking about Drew Smiley, Ryan, and what he means to this team. Now, it wasn't eight innings, no runs or anything, but that's nine straight starts with two runs or less. What else could you ask from a starter who's supposed to be three, four, or five in your rotation? Yeah, uh, he's been, it's been since basically Cincinnati. I think he had one shorter outing maybe in Miami. That was like three and a third, three and two thirds, something like that. But um, basically ever since that start in Cincinnati, he's been just 
effective, whether it's five innings, two earned runs, a quality star, the near perfect game against, you know, the Dodgers flirting with perfection. Um, he's just been effective for them. And I think one of the things we, you look at is, uh, especially on this last road trip, it was like, I think every starter had at least one kind of clunker or one bad start, except for Smiley. And, you know, he, he earned one of the wins in that, um, uh, one of the only, I think the only starter to earn a win on that road trip was Smiley. Um, he should have had a second one. That was the game that the, they blew in Houston. So, um, even in this rough stretch, even really this last month or so, Drew Smiley has been really effective as a starter. And that's what they've needed. Just when you talk about the strength of this team being the starting pitching, if your fourth starter is pitching like a top 20 pitcher, starting pitcher in baseball, like you're, you're in a pretty good spot as far as that aspect of the game goes. And he said like, you know, I asked him just kind of what this, how to, how to describe the success of this start. He talked about, like, he didn't really change anything. Even after that Cincinnati start, he didn't change anything. It's just been kind of the same thing attack with his, his top two pitches, try to throw strikes, you know, get, get strikes early so that, or, you know, get ahead of the count early so that you can start to maybe pitch outside the zone a little bit, try to get him to chase. Um, he's been, he's been really effective and it may not be always dominant outings. Like you mentioned, it was five, five plus today, um, two runs, but it's effectiveness when they needed it. And, um, yeah, he's been giving that to them for weeks now. Jed and uh, David Ross talked before the game. What was kind of the highlight or the the main theme out of those conversations? Um, I think one of the things we talked – actually, we talked to Jed a lot about was the bullpen, um, which one has gotten most of the ire from fans, especially with his last road trip with the you know blown leads or blown saves, whatever it is. Um, but also on, on David Ross's part, uh, people just – I don't know, disagreeing with the decisions he makes with bullpen, which some of the discourse is valid and some of it is just complaining and, and hating on David Ross for his decisions just to do it, right? Um, like, he did, not that nope. he doesn't deserve any criticism. Where, would you but, have, where have you would have... No, on Twitter? Yeah. That on, on, on Twitter.com? <laughs> yeah, mm. anyway, so, so mm. criti- there's some criticism for sure he deserves, but um, obviously I think... That there's been more than than he deserves, but I'm um, talking to Jed today about that, and he just kind of mentioned that, you know, it's um, is this something that we talked about last week on the show? And I think I talked about it uh, maybe on Wednesday when it's you're slapping together bullpens pretty much every year. Uh, it works; it's worked out for them for a few years, or maybe everyone kind of got spoiled by that, or just assumed that it was going to work out again, um, and that didn't happen for for most of this year. Now the two veterans they brought in. Um, haven't been as effective as the veterans over the last few years. Some of the younger, less experienced guys are, aren't, or are having their ups and downs and aren't maybe as trustworthy as they hope they would be, the Cubs hope they would be by now. Um, so Jed kind of, you know, he was upfront about that and uh, about the, the, the construction of the bullpen specifically, um, you know, took kind of shoulder the blame for it, took accountability for it and said, Basically, that he's the, the way they did it, the way they've done it for the last few years was successful, and it hasn't been that this year. Um, that's put more pressure on David Ross. Uh, it's put a little bit more on David Ross's plate as far as figuring out the right roles. Um, and, and Jed kind of took ownership of that and said, That's on me. Um, so, for people that were hoping for some accountability from the front office, I mean, there's that, and you take that for what it is. Uh, you know, I, I think 
people can appreciate that Jed said it, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, you put it, you put together the bullpen. Of course, you should be, you should hold yourself accountable. Um, and now it's up to them, you know, the whole front office, David Ross as well, to just kind of figure out the next levers to pull, right? Whether it's bringing up someone from AAA or or adjusting roles to have a guy like Jeremiah Estrada go into a high leverage situation today. Um, those are what they're going to have to figure out moving forward, just based on the way uh, this roster, this bullpen specifically was constructed. But again, like good, good to see that Jed Hoyer acknowledges that what had been successful for the past few years just hasn't been that successful this season. The godfather, Michael Collada, wants us to ask you if you ask Jed who's going to close tomorrow. Did not ask Jed who's going to close tomorrow. Uh, vanilla they, they Chill. Gotta, they got to they, they get a lead first, right? Yeah. Vanilla today, Chill got, has our crazy stat. Crazy stat from you ready Vanilla for this? Chill. Morrell has nine homers in 12 games. Chris Bryant has 10 in two years. Now that is... Shocking for one, obviously, um, because of the player that Chris Bryant obviously was um, and maybe is still, but it hasn't been the same. Um, what are what are the teammates and the Cubs saying about Morrell's stretch? Because in the broadcast, you're mentioning names like Mike Schmidt with the guy. Like, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, I think they were all kind of at the point where they don't, they don't know what else to say about this stretch, right? Like, Morrell is having a streak unlike any anyone's had like in a long long time i mean clearly yeah it was what mike schmidt luis gonzalez and uh the the guy from the reds i can't remember his name aquino like the the only other four or three to have that kind of stretch to start a season who were the whole it was mike schmidt oh uh, luis uh luis gonzalez uh mike schmidt larry walker and was it larry walker yeah larry walker was one of them I don't know. Anyway, but the, so yeah, so that this stretch that he's having is just like um, like unlike anything that really we've seen in baseball, right? Um, and especially the Cubs. I, I sent some. I sent a stat out. He's like the sixth different Cub to have a sp- even one single span of nine home runs in twelve games. Um, Sammy Sosa obviously had a lot, <laughs> but so yeah, it's 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 kind of to the point where like David Ross, like Drew Smiley, they all kind of said what else can you really say about what he's done over the last 12 games that he has the power. He obviously has a tremendous power um, and he's showing it off and, and he's showing it off like once a game at this point, he's homered in five straight games. Uh, but what I, I, I actually talking to Morrell after the game, I thought was really cool is, um, you know, he's obviously like gave, gave thanks to God and, and all the stuff for uh, what he's been able to do out on at the plate so far this season, but he also kind of mentioned in Houston, like two, two games where he had like seven or eight strikeouts, um, like combined, um, and said that like, he can be better. He can be better. He can put the ball in play. He can, can figure out how to you know not strike out so much. He thinks he can still be better. I think that's just like a good perspective to have where yes, you're having a lot of success as far as you're hitting a ton of home runs, you're hitting the ball hard, you're hitting the ball far. Um, how do you get to that next level? How do you, cut down those strikeouts that we know uh, are, are still a part of his game. And I think um, he's got the right perspective on that, which is pretty cool to see. I know Ryan and I uh, feel good for our fellow Mid-Suburban League uh, fellow. Talk, Talkman? Oh, Talkman. Yeah. Talkman. Yep, Mike yep. Talkman. Good day from him. Framed, Elk Grove, prospect. All greatness starts in the Mid-Suburban, Mid-Suburban League. League. But, mm-hmm. I mean, greatness in this game, when you talk about who you got, was... 
Christopher Morrell of the guys that we picked. Like I, I would have, we had to who he got picks, and obviously, I actually thought about taking Saya. Didn't do it. That was a blunder. Nobody yeah. took Mervis. So if you didn't have Mervis, and you didn't have Saya, I mean, it's got it's got to be Morrell, ninth, ninth homer in twelve games. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I guess. guess I can't. Happy disagree. to say that was Nico. my guy. Nico had a hit. Was one for five. I'm like, uh, if Ryan's not arguing it, if Ryan's not there. arguing, you know, it's legit. That's true. He, there's not even there's I'm not saying. even an argument. I know Cody is a little. I was on base about. three times tonight. I'm just saying. But all right, Morrell was walked and had a homer. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. It was a good Talkman game. It was a, it was a good, it was a good one. Anything else, Ryan? Uh, before we let you go, before we say Aloha means goodbye. Yeah, I think. Um, you know, and I, I wrote about just kind of some some of the stats to come out of that road trip this morning. I wrote about it. Uh, some good ones, but obviously some negative ones. And um, you know, the Cubs talked about just being, you know, get, just being able to to put the road trip behind them. And um, you know, David Ross said it's obviously nice to hear "Go Cubs Go" after a win at home, after especially after a road trip like that. Um, one thing Jed mentioned is is he he takes some solace in the fact that they're not out of it. Uh, but it doesn't make him feel that much better about where they're at and what the record is. Um, so I think that mentality is like, yes, they're it's they're not out of it yet. They're four and a half games back, I believe. Still, I think the Brewers just won, so they're still four and a half games back. But they are, so they're still in it. It's still somewhat early, uh, but they know they have to start winning games. They know that you can't just point at some of the good stats and say they should be better. Like they have to win games. Um, that's the mentality they have to have. So uh, they got. Eight more games on this homestand. Obviously, you hope that they can pull out some more wins than they did on the road trip. But uh, I think they're they're coming at it knowing that even though it is still only May, they do have to start kind of you know turning things around and picking up some more wins before things do start to spiral out of control. Well, I mean, it sounds good to me. We'd like to see Cody do more chugs. He had a smooth one. I don't know if you heard. Fifteen seconds tonight. Very impressive. Wow. Almost impressive as Morel's streak was the way Cody took down. His uh, Goose Island pocket pills. Oh, Hawaiian Herrera, can you do me a favor and just point to your to your left? It should be your left. To point my to, left? Yeah, point. Right. Point to, yep. There we go. Hit those like buttons. Oh, the, hit those like buttons. Oh, yep. oh thank you. Yep. Joey. Subscribe as well. Wow, a lot of good, subscribe. really good, real strong chat tonight. Tell a friend. Tell hey, a friend. Awesome Cubs podcast. Phone a neighbor. To. Tell, your, tell your brother. Tell your sister. 67 yeah, likes. If we could get that up to like 80 on the way out. Yeah. Would appreciate it. Jack is asking, oh, yeah. can he's asking me if I can be on Morel MVP odds watch. He doesn't want to wake up and check every day. I mean, I might as well. <laughs> I already put ten dollars on Bellinger to win MVP in the middle of April. Might as well just dig the hole deeper and hammer Morel whenever it becomes available for fun. Senga versus Stroman tomorrow. Big vibes. We'll all be back here. Ryan, you're gonna be back at the ballpark, right? Yep. Make sure you subscribe, allchgo.com. Sign up to be a diehard so that you get to read all of Ryan's stuff, get the free shirt, get the cool card, get the stickers, and all the swag and discounts that comes along with it. And while you're at it, thank you for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. <clears throat> Download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Aloha, Ryan. We will see you tomorrow. And until then, fly the W. <laughs>